Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Uh, by the way, I don't think I had the chance to compliment you before uh, actual Christmas Day, but uh, I have I think you did a fantastic job flocking your mustache. Is that stuff going to ever come out? Or is this what do you have to do? It's just it looks it literally looks like uh, frozen icicles in the pole. I mean, it looks amazing. And so, you want and in fact. And the fact that you have dangling ornaments from from it well, this year is that's is the spectacular. I mean, every day in December, I've had these dangling ornaments on. Yeah, you hadn't noticed until now, uh, but but I'm glad you're finally paying attention. I will say you know, uh, this this uh, as as our guest has just popped in uh, the waiting room, so we can uh-huh. we can I, I'll save I'll save the my I get boogers in my mustache and they get frozen during the winter conversation for another time, and yeah. uh, and maybe we'll not a great our guest way instead. to yeah not not a <laughs> great way to bring in a very high profile and a well respect oh what am i talking about he's uh he's, he's a friend and a buddy and uh uh there are so he's he anyway we, we have to bring him in and i can explain why uh he doesn't deserve any respectability because it is uh, <laughs> but he it is uh highly acclaimed and award-winning uh film director writer producer he's done it all this is a very good friend of mine by the name of uh, peter siegel peep welcome to the bandwagon the rams thank, you. thank you thank you happy to be here uh yeah yes, not, and have, nice to meet you pete i'm kevin I mean, we have yet to meet before it's a pleasure to meet and i like to see that your dog is in the background because even though there's a green screen here there are dogs <laughs> fighting in my background right now so i'm usually the guy with the dogs on the podcast it's nice to have somebody else join me I'm hoping that she's not going to be moaning to go outside or for food, which is usually the four o'clock hour coming. Up. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, as we record this, we uh, the clock is ticking, so we won't keep you too long. Uh, a little background on Pete for those of you who do not know him by name, which is shocking. Uh, but uh, uh, you do know his work because you have probably seen some of his movies. Uh, since we're talking football, I think one of the best ones to bring up right away is uh, The Longest Yard with Adam mm-hmm. Sandler, which is uh, a great sports movie and obviously a remake of the Burt Reynolds classic, which also stars Burt Reynolds, by the way. Oh, uh, Anger Management with uh, Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson, as well as uh, one Larry Morgan playing a uh, pool player. Uh, quite, uh, what? Quite I don't think I even knew that, Larry. Oh, yeah. my gosh. 
that's a whole. I can't believe I haven't bragged about that before. No, uh, we're gonna have to, that, that's what the whole podcast is going to be about moving forward from today on. It's not about the Rams anymore. It's about Larry's pool debut. Uh -huh, no, but you were saying, go ahead. No, all Pete will tell you is that uh, that I, I almost screwed up an entire scene uh, when he put me in that spot. <laughs> Famously, perhaps one of the, I I continue to see this on lists of people's favorite all time movies, and it's and it's a reasonable thing to say because I think that for anyone who grew up with it and has been passed along, a uh, generation to generation, uh, he will he, he will dine out on this one for the rest of his life. Tommy Boy, with Chris oh. Farley and David Spade, a, a movie that Pete directed that is absolutely freaking beloved, mm -hmm. uh, and most recently uh, still in the sports realm. Uh, the uh, series on stars, which uh, has uh, gone through two seasons and is excellent, called Heels, which is all about uh, the wrestling circuit, uh, uh, like a uh, small, small town wrestling circuit. And it's it's so good. This is Peter Siegel. He is on the Rams fan podcast because he is, by definition, a big ass Rams fan. <laughs> B-A-R-S. Correct. That yes. is correct. hundred percent. Since how long, Pete? When did you first start? Who got you into rooting for the Rams? My dad started taking me to the Coliseum when it was Roman Gabriel, Jim Bertelson, Cullen Bryant, Lawrence McCutcheon, David Ray. I could keep oh, going. Amazing. So uh, just the words Roman Gabriel immediately tell everyone how freaking old we are. But... <laughs> <laughs> That when, I must, to, when I go to SoFi now and I see everyone wearing jerseys and you start seeing, I literally saw uh, a Roman Gabriel jersey uh, last weekend when I went and I thought, I haven't seen that in a long time. Nice. Know? So it, it's, it's an oldie. I actually played in high school against Robin Gabriel, uh, who was the opposing quarterback for our, our rival high school, Agoura, when I went to Calabasas. Oh, well, wow. Interesting. Uh, so you you that's been some time, obviously. And ha have you stayed loyal throughout even the St. Louis years Were you maybe not as engaged a fan, but were you still pulling for the Rams even at, through the whole Georgia frontier and, and all that kind of weird era that we had with them? I did. I, I but you're right. It was uh, it felt a little unrequited. I still love them, but they left. Mm -hmm. And so I was still rooting for them and I rooted on, you know, uh, their Super Bowl win. But when they came back a few years ago, uh, I literally cried. I mean, I am not <laughs> really? kidding. I'm not kidding. I cried. I was so excited. And to wow. this day, what I do not understand. And I'm saying this to all Ram fans is why is it that in our own stadium, we still feel like the visitor? Oh. That when San Francisco comes down, there are more red jerseys. Yep. When the Eagles come to town, there are more green jerseys than there are yep. blue or white. I don't get it. I think, though, a lot of people feel like me that it, it was a little unrequited. You know, where were they when they broke our heart? Somewhere yeah. else. But mm -hmm. I have forgiven them, and I am, uh, I am, I am, 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 and have always been a huge fan. It's it's a constant yeah. topic with Kevin and I on this podcast because it's wh whether we you see it live, which we haven't done. We're not great. Fans, uh, <laughs> or you see it on television flashes of, I believe, maybe the most recent game where uh, 
Arizona visited was the only one where it looked like we actually outnumbered Cardinals fans who are who are not super enthused about their team no. at the moment. No. And no. that's about the only one. It's really, yeah. really, yeah, really it's, rough. It's, it's actually a little bit depressing, but uh, I think it'll come around. I thought, look, we built, you know, our fans, the greatest stadium in the world. Yeah. Uh, and in the first year that it was open, minus the pandemic, we brought home a Super Bowl. Wouldn't you think that would be enough to win everybody over? But no, we still have to have the guy scream, screaming whose house fans' yeah. house. And it is a little annoying, but uh, I understand why you have to do it because we, we they need some inspiration. That is a that is a cheer that I will admit here on this podcast. I am not the biggest fan of, but because it's what we have, I'm like, yeah. all right, I'll say it's right. Ra- it's like it's a pretty yeah, obvious question, of who, um, especially because we share the building technically. We do. It's exactly right. with the Chargers. Yeah, hours on Monday through Thursday, and then it's the Chargers Friday through whatever. Yeah, yeah. we should chant yeah. that instead when we're asked it's, whose house. It's, it's very complicated. Bit. though. it's not very rhythmic. Yeah, and even and even when it's our game, uh, it's it's our house and a whole bunch of squatters from Cleveland. Squatters, <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's interesting. Uh, one that was going to be one of my questions, which is, uh, you know, how excited were you when uh, the the announcement was made that the Rams were coming back? Obviously, so you got very emotional about it. Um, and in addition to that, uh, you'll notice the title of this podcast is Welcome to the Bandwagon. Now, Kevin and I have both been very openly talking about the fact that the reason we started doing this podcast is because we, neither one of us really had an NFL affiliation uh, for even uh, Kevin, who is younger than you and I and has been living here all his life. uh, We both took the opportunity for the return of the Rams to the place where we lived to say, you know what? We're going to be fans of this team. So, you know, First couple of seasons, a little rocky, you know, got in a Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl with with golf, you know, and then it it's taken its 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 roller coaster ride. But Los Angeles very much has a reputation for being a bandwagon town that mm-hmm. when the team was in that championship year, that place was rocking. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and in the Coliseum for, uh, for a period of time, the Coliseum was just absolutely insane and packed. So I don't know. I don't know how we get people enthused. I don't know what you're going to do because you've got a couple of, you know, a few superstars on this team. You've got L.A. You've got, uh, you know, celebrities. You've got there's there's we don't have. How do we get Taylor Swift to fall in love with somebody? How do we connect her with Puka Nakua? How do we get her uh, go, going out with Puka? <laughs> it could happen. I mean, you know, I, I was at the Browns game and uh, with my son, and I told him, I said, you know, pretty soon you're not going to be able to see Aaron Donald play anymore uh, because eventually he, he has to retire, even though he's still at the top of his game. And he is possibly the greatest to ever play. And what a privilege it is to see him, to see Stafford, who's destined to be a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't realize his stats. He's like a top five quarterback. I mean, his stats are unbelievable. And, you know, there's a lot of moaning about, ah, time to move on. He's old. It's like, no, he's still he's still great. You know, we have some literal, literally so, some spectacular, memorable Hall of Famers playing right now. And I just hope, you know, real fans appreciate it, you know, but, but not everyone – I think does. 
Yeah. And I, I love that you were explaining this to your son. I don't know how old he is, but that, that, that is what gives me hope that sort of the next generation of Rams fans who have seen the Super Bowl win, who got to see these incredibly talented players, these future Hall of Famers, Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, as you said, I think as that generation comes up more and more and they start having the dollar bills to to go and, and spend at the at the SoFi Stadium, uh, that's that's what will start seeing the, the growth of Rams fans. That's my that's my yeah. hope anyways. Yeah, exactly. But um, I, I am no in no way ready to toss out the old, just to bring in something new and fresh. These, there's some spectacular talent still here. And, you know, Stafford is only 35. You know, we wow. forget that, you know, because now yeah. Tom Brady has has pushed that and, and uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers has pushed that. And I hope he comes back, mm-hmm. you know, and does a Kobe at least for one more year. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, he, there's still a lot of a lot of good years left. 